You're listening to the Catholic Woman Podcast. If you're a Catholic woman desiring to live by God's standards and not society's expectations, then this podcast is for you. Each week, we bring you actionable tools to live out your vocation confidently while empowering you to know the truths and teachings of the Catholic faith. Whether you need advice, encouragement, or connection, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to dive in and become the woman God created you to be, then get ready because here is your host, Marie Hansen. Hello and welcome back to the Catholic Woman Podcast. I am so excited. This is Marie, your host, um, and we are finally back after a few month break. And I promise you, we will be here for the 2024 season. Um, we have an amazing season lined up, and I am so excited to start it out today, um, talking just about meal prep and healthy eating because I know as a mom, a pregnant mom with a toddler, this is something that I really struggle with, especially in today's economy with, you know, grocery budgets and all that stuff. So I think you're really going to like today's episode. And I am so, so excited to be back for the 2024 season. So um, before we dive in, I did want to let you guys know about something new this season. Um, so <laughs> you guys know the podcast has been kind of like in and out for a couple of years. Um, and I, it's here to stay for sure for this year. And something we're going to try out um, for you guys is a Patreon. So this is brand new. I know lots of podcasts do it. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. But what it is, is it's a way for you to support the show so that we can keep recording. Um, it does obviously cost some money to run a podcast and lots of time editing and things like that. Um, so the Patreon is just to kind of help keep the show going so we don't have to go and take, you know, extended breaks and we can keep having amazing guests um, and keep bringing new Catholic Um, content to your ears every other week. So our Patreon is very simple. It's a $3 per month tier and that is it. So for $3 per month, less than a cup of coffee, you can kind of help keep the Catholic Woman podcast on every podcasting platform there is, um, bring amazing guests to your ear, and just fill your day with some good Catholic content. So if you are interested in joining or looking for more information, go ahead and check out our show notes because that is brand new and I am so, so excited Mm -hmm. and so, so thankful for you guys. You are truly what makes this show possible. So thank you guys so much in advance. All right, so to get to today's show, I am super, super excited because today we are going to be talking with Kim Brockway. Kim is an INN, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, certified health coach. She is originally from Pennsylvania and now lives in Kalamazoo, Michigan with her husband, four children, dog, and five chickens. (laughs) She has been a personal trainer and health coach for over 17 years and now specializes in teaching busy parents to prioritize and simplify healthy homemade meals. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I am so excited for this conversation. I know um, meal prep and healthy eating, especially on a budget, is something that we definitely struggle with. So I know we're not alone and I am so, so pumped for today's conversation. Um, I guess just kind of like jumping on into it, I'd love to just hear why, why did you decide to teach meal prep for a living? Yeah, so um Starting out as a personal trainer 17 years ago, I realized very quickly that people needed a lot of encouragement with their eating habits. And so like, I just kind of started out doing like, okay, we'll just, you know, try substituting this or like try eliminating that. And then I started realizing that people didn't have the cooking skills 
to really delve into healthy eating habits um, as I was like sharing more recipes and all that kind of stuff. So I started teaching meal prep workshops to my personal training clients, um, teaching them how to prep five meals in an hour. Um, and we had a blast with it. Like it was so much fun. And then that kind of evolved into teaching them at my kid's school um, because somebody there had found out about it and they were like, can you teach a class for the parents? So then I would do like monthly meal prep workshops at the school and everybody would bring their ingredients and we'd all prep together and we had a blast. Um, and then, um, the pandemic came along and literally in one afternoon, my personal training business was destroyed. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so, um, the meal prep though, like at that point it was, you know, we we're in, I'm in Michigan. Um, and we were locked down pretty tight for quite a while. And um, people were all of a sudden at home and, you know, they wanted to learn how to cook. And they were like, Kim, can you like help us out with some of this stuff? Like, can you do some virtual stuff? And so I started doing some virtual classes. And that has continued to evolve over the last four years um, to where the program is now, where every single month I turn out, you know, a new meal plan for, you know, a new four-week meal plan. And, um, you know, I have a following and we work together every month to... Um, you know, just keep it fun, keep it interesting. Um, I video myself, I film myself, uh, create making every single meal so that people can see how simple it is, um, and how quick wow. it really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I am like just over here. Like I already need to be signed up for this. <laughs> it's just, I, I think it sounds like you really get like the fact that, um, cooking, you know, not necessarily, I mean, I think I'm okay at cooking, but like just the, the time that goes into it can take forever. So like batch prepping, um, and you know, doing so in a healthy way, it sounds like you, you have it down to a science. So, um, I, I'd kind of love to like jump into that, but first, um, I heard you mention, you said like eating real food. What do you mean by like eating real food? So, uh, uh, one of the things that I always tell people is to simplify as much as possible, um, back to the ingredients that God gave us. So like, you know, using actual ingredients like chicken and fruit and vegetables and spices and herbs and just like single ingredient ingredients, <laughs> you know, like you want to stick to those as much as possible. Um, because those are the ingredients that your body knows what to do with. And those are the ingredients that are going to nurture you and get you the results that you want and give you the energy that you need to get through your day and, you know, to keep your family healthy, like to avoid getting sick. Like these are, those are the foods that are going to help your body do that. Um, and so that's one of the things that I really focus on with this meal prep program is just teaching people kind of bring it back, bring it back to the way it was meant to be, but in a modern way that is quick and simple. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I love that. Kind of, I have like a question kind of bouncing off of that. So um, obviously like our foods are kind of even like simple ingredient foods like chicken are very genetically modified today. Is there anything like, I mean, obviously it's still healthier than buying pre-made chicken nuggets or something like that. But is there anything you do like to just kind of make sure you're sourcing your food well? Obviously it's hard when you're on a budget. I know that's something we personally struggle with, but like sourcing food, do you have any like tips on that? So I always tell people to start with eating real food, like whatever you can fit in your budget, eat real food. And then if you have some wiggle room in your budget, then you go to, okay, can you afford to eat local? And if you can afford to eat local and you still have some wiggle room in your budget, 
can you afford to eat local and organic? Like you just kind of work your way down that chain and find the wiggle room where you can. And I think a lot of people notice too, at least I've noticed this personally, as you cut processed foods out of your diet, that does actually give you more wiggle room to, to focus on buying local and buying organic. Um, very few families, including my own, can afford to eat all local organic. That's just, yes, re- yeah. it's not realistic. Um, <laughs> it would be ideal, but definitely <laughs> not possible. Yeah. In a perfect world, like that's how it would be, but that's unfortunately right. not the world that we live in. Um, but, you know, if you focus on that set of steps, you know, and then, you know, if you can only afford some organic foods, like look for the foods that are um, known to be like the, the dirty dozen, like the... Um, the dirt, the dirty dozen is put out every year. They're the the dirtiest fruits and vegetables, most covered in like pesticides and chemicals and stuff like that. So if you want to eat some organic foods, those are the ones to start with. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's I actually super share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually have an email where I I send tips like that out every week just to keep things just to keep them in the forefront of people's minds. Like, okay, like, yeah. Just because you can't do it all doesn't mean you can't do some. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. And I think you make a good point too. Like once you start eating like, you know, real foods, you actually do end up saving money because while it takes more time, it's definitely cheaper in the long run to make your own snacks instead of buying like pre-made snacks and all that kind of stuff. So I think, I do think you're right that, you know, I mean, at the same time, time is money, you know, <laughs> but you might be able to like source nicer foods, you know, when you're making your own more. So that, that's a really good point. Um, what, I mean, speaking about real foods, what is the problem with processed foods? So a lot of the processed foods, the biggest issue, um, there's, well, there's a gazillion issues. One of the big issues is that they're made with ingredients that our bodies don't recognize. And so they don't know what to do with it. You know, like a big one is seed oils. Like seed oils have only existed about the last maybe 60, 70 years. Um, and they are, they come from seeds that have been, have had to have been refined to the, um, like to the point where they're bleached and they're, you know, there's all these different things that have to be done with them to make them palatable. So by the time they get to us, our bodies have no idea what they are. Um, you know, and then there's like all these, you know, natural flavors and, um, and preservatives and all these kinds of things that are in processed foods. Our bodies just don't know what to do with them. Um, and then those things, they tend to start causing inflammation and then, um, you know, that inflammation leads to a decreased immune system and starts to lead to other issues like joint problems. All of the itis diseases, like bronchitis and all of that kind of stuff, like the itises are all the inflammatory germs, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like if it ends in itis, there's inflammation involved. And so we want to kind of avoid the foods that cause that inflammation and processed foods are one of the big ones. Welcome to Little Blue Sales, your source for simple yet powerful reminders of our Catholic faith. We believe that the little things in life can lead us closer to God and remind us of what truly matters. Explore a collection of shirts, bags, sweaters, hoodies, and more, each piece designed with the purpose to be visual reminders of your faith. St. Therese of Lisieux, our patron saint, inspires us to find extraordinary in the ordinary. We strive for our designs to echo her simplicity and devotion, serving as small tokens of faith for your daily life. Visit our Etsy shop today and discover these meaningful designs, perfect for incorporating into your daily routine or sharing with loved ones. Join us on this journey of simple yet profound faith in making the daily moments count, because in the little things, we find the path to something greater. Small reminders, big faith. 
Make the Daily Holy with Little Blue Sales. Are you a business owner who is embarrassed to give people your website? Or maybe you've had a website for a while, but you're struggling to get traffic to it. Well, look no further than the Rank Method course by Hilltop Help, a program designed for busy business owners to learn SEO and long-term marketing strategies so they can get consistent leads and sales for their business without spinning their wheels creating silly reels on social media. SEO involves optimizing your website and social media content so that you attract people who actually want to buy what you're selling without having to spend thousands of dollars a month on ads that don't convert. And Maggie Schneider from Hilltop Help will help you learn everything you need to know. With a self-paced course, templates, and monthly Q&A calls, you won't be left in the dark. Go to hilltophelp.com slash rank to sign up today and use code podcast 50 that's podcast with a capital P, 50, for $50 off. That's hilltophelp.com slash rank and code podcast50 for $50 off. Okay. Um, before we, like, I, I want to ask, like, why lemon inflammatory foods, but um, can you, like, pause and, like, kind of explain to some people who might not know what seed oils are, what they are? Because when I first learned about, like, first you think of, like, grapeseed oil, but, like, that was the only, in my mind, seed oil, you know, that I could think of. So um, can you, like, just give people, like, a general list of, like, what oils they really should be avoiding? Sure. So the big one that is, like, vegetable oils, um, uh, grapeseed oil, um, but the big one that is in everything is canola oil. Um, and canola actually stands for Canadian oil, low acid. Um, and yeah, I know. Right. Um, and it was actually created post-World War II. Um, during the war, the, um, Canadians grew massive amounts of something called rapeseed because the oil that was pressed from the rapeseed was used on ships, um, in massive, massive quantities during World War II. So then all of a sudden the war ended and they had all this excess rapeseed oil and they didn't know what to do with it. And it was very cheap to grow. It was very easy to grow. It was a great cash crop. So they're like, we have to figure out a way to make this something. And so they spent 10 years figuring out a process to refine grapeseed or rape, rapeseed oil, excuse me. And it eventually, they came up with this oil that humans would eat would consume and they called it <laughs> canola yeah okay so, interesting yeah yeah so that again, crazy. It's just, yeah so it's just and if, if something takes 10 years to make it palatable for humans like you gotta ask questions <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah it all goes back to the money <laughs> exactly that's so interesting exactly. um okay so that's good to know canola oil vegetable oil Grape uh, seed oil, grape like seed oil, oil, anything oil like that. Yes. Okay. And yes. so, like healthy oils, people to cook with instead would be like olive oil, avocado oil. What else? What else would you suggest? Coconut oil, and believe it or not, grass fed lard and grass fed tallow. Um, oh my gosh, have... I loved. I love using tallow. So I'm not <laughs> yes. grossed out by that. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are freaked out by that, but we have been programmed in the last, you know, 70 years that, to believe that that is bad for us. But it's actually not. It's actually like our bodies know mm -hmm. exactly what to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so those ones are actually fine. <laughs> good, good. I actually, you know, side note, use tallow as like my moisturizer, and I've had the Same. clearest skin of my life. <laughs> It's amazing. Same. Yep, absolutely. It's good for everything. It is. Awesome. It is. <laughs> so, okay, kind of um, jumping back to like the processed foods things and, you know, oils in general. 
why should we limit inflammatory foods? And I have like a side note too. I guess we've been like, um, what did you say? Programs, that's the word, to think things like lard and stuff are inflammatory. So can you explain maybe why those kind of things aren't inflammatory like we've been taught to believe? Okay. So we have um, been taught that those are like the things that cause like high cholesterol and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, and just a caveat here, you do want to be focusing on like pastured grass fed when you're, when you're using lard and tallow. Um, but they are actually very close to the same, um, like chemical structure as our own bodies. So our own bodies, like they just know, like, yeah. So they like tallow is actually very, very similar to the oils in our skin. Um, and so like our bodies know exactly what to do with those. Um, those are not causing any issues. Whereas the inflammatory foods, the big ones are actually grains, commercial, a conventionally raised grain, conventionally raised dairy, and then sugar. Um, those are the ones that cause the majority of the inflammation in our systems. Um, and I actually have a, a fantastic story about that. Um, so my husband uh, is an Army veteran, and he was dealing with a lot of health issues, just weird health issues after he got out of the Army. And we couldn't figure out what they were. And, like, it started out as really bad acid reflux. And then it started turning into, like, these shooting pains through his chest and up and down his arm. Like, he was in the ER three separate times thinking he was having a heart attack. And he was, like, 36, 34 at the time. Yeah, it was terrifying. Um, and so I kept saying, I think we just need to like, you know, change your diet for a little while. And he's like, no, like, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to make that commitment. He was in law school and working full time at the same, at the same time. It was a little stressful at that point in life. And his doctors were like, oh, you just need higher proton pump inhibitors for your heartburn or, you know, it's all stress. It's all in your head. Like, they could not find anything wrong with him. They tested him for everything. And so when he was finally ready to make the commitment to change how his, he was eating, I cut him. I cut out all dairy, all sugar, and all um, grains out of his diet. And within three months, all of his health issues were gone. Wow. That is yeah. so crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. So yes. can you – so you said you cut out all dairy, grains, and – wait, what was the third thing? Sugar, you said? Yes. So is dairy bad for you or just like conventionally raised dairy? Conventionally raised dairy is more of the problem because it's basically all of the good stuff is removed, especially if you're drinking like skim milk, like all of the mm -hmm. fats that help your body to absorb the nutrients in dairy are removed. So then you're basically just getting sugar water. <laughs> like yeah, it's, lac it's, it's lactose. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lactose. Yeah. It's a sugar. Um, and yeah. so it's, you're not, it's, you're not getting a whole lot of nutrients from that dairy. Um, and again, like we've been told to believe, oh, like you should drink milk. Milk is good for you, blah, blah, blah. Like, and like pasture raised dairy and preferably mm -hmm. raw dairy, which I know is a mm -hmm. controversial topic. That's what I was going to ask that, about. <laughs> that is actually where a lot of the nutrients are, but not everybody can yes. tolerate that. Um, yes. You know, still, there's still issues with dairy for some people. Um, so if you are going to go to consume some dairy, your best bet is actually to stick with like raw cheeses, um, aged raw cheeses. Um, those are the easiest for our bodies to absorb and digest and the lower, lowest amount of inflammation for dairy products. Um, yes, but a lot of those, those grains, those dairies and those sugars turn to sugar in our body. Like, and they're just not providing enough nutritional value to be worth what our body's going through. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, kind of jumping back to the raw dairy thing. 
I, so we, like a year ago, tried raw milk and I couldn't get over the taste. Do you have any like suggestions for people? Because <laughs> it tasted like, you know, grass <laughs> a little bit. Oh, that's so because funny. that's what oh. the cows are eating. <laughs> I have never noticed that, um, but we primarily use it to make yogurt. Um, okay. So that okay. is the main maybe way. Maybe I just eat it in a different form. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just try yogurt and see if that helps because then you get the tanginess yes. from it, you know, so you're not noticing right. the grassiness maybe as much. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, that's a good point. Um, yeah, we I mean, I was I've never been a like drink milk type person, uh-huh. but I've I heard, you know, all those benefits of raw dairy and I found a farm like 45 minutes from us that sells it. So I went to um go do that. Um, but like I just couldn't I couldn't taste it. I <laughs> ended up baking with it, but like, I was like, eh, it tastes too grassy to me. Um and then what are your thoughts on like if people can't, you know, obviously like um Raw milk's not easily accessible to everyone. What about, like, low-pasteurized, non-homogenized milk or something like that? I mean, honestly, I would just cut it out rather than do that. Okay. Um, Which is what we did for a long time uh, before we switched to raw dairy. We just didn't use it at all. Okay. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, okay. That's, that answers a lot of my questions. I'm sure, I'm sure other people have questions about raw dairy. So, um, I'll just make sure they, we send them to you. <laughs> they have questions about again, that. you're just going back to the foods God made, gave us, like yes. back to the way that they originally were intended for us to use. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. Um, okay. So why, you know, going back to meal prep, why should a family prioritize meal prepping? Because it saves so much stress. You like when you take an hour a week to prep your meals, then you're done for the rest of the week. Like you don't have to think about it again. You know exactly what you're having Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, And then you don't end up with those nights where you're like, oh crap, like our entire schedule changed. Well, now we don't have anything ready for dinner. So we're just going to order a pizza or we're just going to get fast food or Mm -hmm. we're just going to, you know, McDonald's drive through, whatever. Like you, you save yourself so much stress there and so much money in the long run. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like for our family, you know, one trip to Chick-fil-A is $35, you know, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like easy. Um, you know, so you end up saving yourself so much money there. Um, mm-hmm. and then you factor in the, the health of it. Like you end up, you're getting so much more, um, nutrient dense foods when you're Yes. preparing your meals at home. Um, so yes. just that benefit alone, um, aside from the financial benefit, like are both just yeah. huge. Um, and then the other thing, and this is kind of not, it, this was an accidental discovery for me um, with meal prepping mm-hmm. is I don't end up always using every single meal. So I always have okay. meals to give away. I always have meals to give away, you know, you know, so like right now, like I have a sister who just had a baby. And so like, I've just been able to just send her freezer meals, like, because I have all these meals ready to go, you know, it's just one of those things that is a really nice, like byproduct of meal prepping. Yeah, (laughs) that is so nice. This episode is sponsored by Monica Elias Coaching, a Catholic time, productivity and self care coach. Do you ever feel like you're always rushing? Are you tired of feeling like there is not enough hours in the day to get it all done? Do you ever wish you had more time to just stop and truly rest? That is where Monica comes in. She will help you create more time and energy for what matters most by learning to see yourself more how God does, mastering the art of getting things done, and stewarding your time like a saint. 
If you are ready to step away from the frenetic time management and into being a calm, purposeful time leader, I invite you to book your complimentary consultation with Monica today. You will pinpoint exactly what's holding you back from spending your time how you'd like and what you can create with the personalized support of a Catholic coach. It's completely free. Book your call with Monica today at tinyurl.com slash Catholic Time Coach. Want to grow stronger physically and spiritually? Fiat Fitness Project offers you 100 different rosary and divine mercy chaplet workouts. Every workout is uniquely designed to help you meditate on the mysteries of the rosary in a full body way, giving you a new perspective on what Jesus and Mary actually went through when they experienced these moments. These workouts lead you through each mystery in a variety of exercise styles, including HIIT, weightlifting, bar, Pilates, beginner basics in rosary runs, and more. Fiat Fitness Project offers monthly and quarterly memberships, as well as special pre- and postnatal packages, which gives you rosary workouts that are specific to each trimester, labor and delivery prep, and postpartum to help you stay healthy and strong as you prepare body and soul for your baby. One-on-one Catholic coaching is also available with the creator of Fiat Fitness Project. As a former college athlete, Catholic convert, and mom of seven with more than eight years of experience in health and fitness coaching, she will help you focus on your goals and what God is calling you to do and prayerfully create clear plans to achieve them. Visit www.fiatfitnessproject.com to learn more and use the promo code FIATFIT20 to save 20% on your first order. And then I'm not like tempted to buy frozen pizzas and like pop them in. I'm like, nope, I have homemade healthy meals in the freezer. Yes. If I don't want to cook today, I have free yes. meals ready. They're just, you know, healthier. So I do like that too. That's a good point. Exactly. Um, okay. So my problem is I'm okay with like the meal planning, the shopping, you know, putting it away, but then I lose motivation for like the actual <laughs> meal prepping. And so do you have like some good meal prepping hacks or tips? <laughs> so I make it a date. Like it is the exact same day, the exact same time every single week. It's just part of my regular schedule. Meal prep Mondays are my thing. Um, so every okay. Monday morning I do a meal prep. And the one of the things that helps me is to make sure that my kitchen is spotless the night before Mm, so that I come down and it's just so easy you know like I don't have to think oh well the kitchen's a mess so I don't have time to clean the kitchen and do the meal prep um (laughs) that's a big one for me and sometimes some nights if I'm really feeling um organized (laughs) which isn't every time I will actually Mm -hmm. set everything out the night before for my meal prep okay so then it's like well I went through all this work to set it out the night before like why would (laughs) I not do it Yes, yes, that makes sense. What do you like when you say meal prep? What do you do? Like you cut vegetables? Like what kind of stuff do you prep? Okay, so I what I do is I do five freezer meals every single Monday morning. So I have um, so and I use a lot of frozen um, frozen veggies for the meal okay. preps to make it even simpler to limit the amount of chopping that I have to do. Yeah, um, smart. So I combine the meats, the veggies, the sp- and the spices in the bags. Shake them up real good, seal them, label them, stick them in the freezer. That's my meal prep. Okay. Okay. Nice. And then, and yes. so then all and you then, have to do is assemble, right? When it, it's the well, day. they're already assembled. So then day of, all I have to do is um, pull them out, thaw them, you know, and then throw them in the crock pot or cook them in the, usually in the stove. I don't, I don't usually cook mine in the oven. Um, usually it's okay. stove pot or crock pot. Okay. Very nice. Um, so obviously groceries are expensive right now. So do you have any like money saving tips for meal prepping? Um, so one of the 
uh, the big ones that I always tell people, if you buy a pork loin and slice your own pork chops, you automatically save 50% on your pork chops. Like <laughs> Interesting. Is, okay. Like, I don't know if you have an Aldi where you live, but where we live, mm-hmm, we have yeah. Aldi and a pork loin is $1.89 a pound. Pork chops are closer to like $3.89 a pound. So wow. if you buy a pork loin and you just slice your own pork chops, like it is such a simple thing to do. It takes three minutes mm-hmm. and to, yeah. to actually slice a pork chop, a pork loin into chops. Um, and it saves so much money. Like it's just a no brainer. Yeah. Um, the other one that I, I really that. like. Yeah. And then another big one is to use less expensive cuts um, like chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are always mm-hmm. less expensive, almost always ch- less expensive than chicken breasts. Um, and if yeah. you can buy them in larger quantities, even it'll be even more so. Um, so okay. that's another one because when they're in all the, with all these spices and stuff. And the other thing is too, is that chicken thighs are way more forgiving in the oven. Like <laughs> yes, you have about, true. you have about a 30 second window between perfect and ruined with a chicken breast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but with the chicken thighs, yep. It's, they, they're just way more forgiving and they're way less expensive. Um, so using that, using, um, like stewing meat is another one, um, because you Uh can make like beef stews, you can make tacos, like you can do all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so finding those less expensive cuts of meat. Um, the other thing that I always tell people is a huge money saver. If you are not 110% certain you are going to meal prep the next day, freeze it. (laughs) Like, Mm, because (laughs) it is so frustrating to spend, you know, $8 on a package of meat and then it gets shoved in the back of your fridge and you never get around to your meal prep and then it goes bad, you know? Yes. Yes. So that, that one, that one is like heartbreaking to me. Um, and then another big one is just the frozen veggies because you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about them going bad. They have just as good of a nutritional value, sometimes better nutritional value than fresh veggies because mm-hmm. they are picked fresh and frozen on site before they're shipped. So they don't mm-hmm. lose nutrients okay. in the shipping process. Um, Very nice. So having them, uh, the, the frozen veggies and then, again, you don't have to worry about them going bad because they're frozen. So if you, mm-hmm. if you have to postpone your meal prep, they're there waiting for you. Um, yes. So that's, that's a another, great point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another big one is to, if this is something that you're going to do consistently, buy bigger packages of spices. Um, hmm, okay. because like those little tiny spice jars, you know, they're anywhere from a dollar to $5 each, but you can buy big spice jars at a lot of stores now, or even on Amazon for it's maybe two to three times the price of the small jars, but it's you know, six to eight times the amount, if not more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, much better price. It's a much, much better deal in the long run. So that is a huge one uh, where you can save a lot with, um, with, with your meal prepping. Mm-hmm. Do spices go bad? Like, <laughs> so the only, the only spice that I have ever had a problem with is, um, uh, is onion powder. It okay. always gets hard. And it, so okay. I always, so that is when I always buy the smallest jar possible <laughs> because okay. it always gets hard. Um, and then you either have to throw it away or hack at it with a knife, which is really not that yeah. um, <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but other than that, I have never had a spice go bad. But like I said, I, I do this very consistently. So, um, yeah. you know, my spice cabinet gets a pretty, pretty frequent turnover. 
Yeah, okay. That's good to know. I've always just wondered because there's some spices I buy that I use for like one or two meals here and there, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't use them often. I'm like, does this ever go bad or can I keep using this, you know, for, for a I mean, years, honestly, so. I would probably keep using it. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's good to know unless it like is, you know, hard or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, uh, I did have one more question. So c- kind of going back to your pork chop thingy, um, is that like, so you obviously the pork chops themselves, that saves a bunch of money. Is that just like a traditional rule, not traditional, a gen general rule of thumb that like, if you can make it yourself or, you know, basically you're paying for convenience for things to be pre-sliced or yes. pre-washed or things like that. It is. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Awesome. That is almost um, always. Now the one that I will always, always, always buy is pre-diced onion. Um, I Interesting. Buy, so we have a, a store near us. It's called Gordon's Food Service. And I know it's a national company, but it's not in every town. It kind of usually in bigger areas. Um, okay. And Gordon's Food Service is a restaurant supply store. And you can buy a five-pound bag of frozen diced onions. And that oh my one. gosh. Yes. And, and it ends up actually being a better deal because I think it's about 5 or $6 for this bag of onions. Um, and when you take the same amount of fresh onions and you take away all the peel and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, it right. actually ends up being almost the exact same price. Plus, like, I have super sensitive eyes. So when I dice <laughs> onions, too. it's not just, oh, I'm going to dice an onion and and be done with it. Like, I have to dice the onion. Then I have to go blow my nose. Then I have to go dry my eyes. Like, everything's running, you know. So the frozen pre-diced onions was the biggest discovery I have ever made for meal prep. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. And I've seen them at, in like Walmart grocery stores. I've seen them in other vegetable aisles, frozen vegetable sections. I would not buy fresh diced onion because okay. those can um, very quickly pick up bacteria and, and mm-hmm. in, the area, in the air around you. Um, but the frozen is fantastic. <laughs> that's amazing I have never even heard of that before now I'm gonna be on the hunt for yep. frozen diced onions because onions are in almost every meal yes. that I make for some reason you know or at least half of them and I hate cutting onions I mean they don't go bad too fast so the bag lasts me a week or two but you're right once you peel it all like there's really not much onion left and then <laughs> the chopping gets me so every I love time it. that's amazing <laughs> um I guess I have just like one more question for you. Like, do you have any other like tips or like tricks or anything that like I haven't asked you about that you think would be helpful for listeners to hear? Um, there's so many um, like gadgets and stuff that you can get out there if you're going to get into meal prep. But the number one most important thing is a well-sharpened knife. Like that uh, is... I love that. Like, <laughs> It is the best tool you could possibly have in your kitchen. Um, yes. And so it's something that I, I I just swear by. Like, you you can do anything yeah. with a well-sharpened knife. And trust me, I have all the gadgets. <laughs> I have all of them. That's amazing. <laughs> but that is, like, my number one tool. Um, and, you know, just to make sure that, like, you're, con- you're constantly caring for your knife. Like, make sure you're sharpening it using either, like, a honing uh, rod or – whetstones mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm spoiled rotten. My husband's a diehard knife enthusiast. And so he sharpens my knives for me at least once a month. Um, <laughs> wow, I love that. <laughs> I know I'm spoiled rotten. But um, but yeah, a sharp <laughs> knife is the number one tool to have in your kitchen. 
That's great. That that makes me feel so much better too because we have a very tiny kitchen and we have like hardly anything. It's basically the basics like a pot, you know, knives, yeah. silverware, yeah. plates, like that's it. <laughs> and, yeah. But like that's a really good point. And if you think about it, like when we talk about like the food going back to what like was intended and what our ancestors did and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's kind of the same for kitchen tools. You know, they had yes. like a pot, they had a stove and they had a knife and you know, like that's really what they had and they were able to do it. So I, I really appreciate that tip. And that made me feel better <laughs> about, you know, not having room for all the fun stuff. <laughs> Good. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So can you just share really quickly again, like recap kind of what you do with your business um, and then share where people can find you because um, this is amazing and I'm sure people are going to want to connect um, and follow up with you on all of this. Yeah, sure. So uh, my website is www.veritas-fitness.com. And actually, if you go on there, you can download a free month meal plan um, to just try it out and oh, see amazing. if it's a good fit <laughs> for you. And so every month you're going to get four weeks of five dinner recipes and each of those recipes can be cooked in an average of five to seven or can be prepped excuse me not cooked prepped in an average of five (laughs) to seven minutes um my goal is to keep the majority of these recipes under five minutes and so most of them if you watch the videos and prep along with what I'm doing you should be able to knock them out in less than five minutes each wow that's amazing that's literally under an hour for a whole week of meals yes yes (laughs) and then all of the recipes and then all the recipes are gluten-free and dairy-free so just in case those inflammatory foods are an issue that you're trying to avoid you don't have to worry about those there amazing wow I love that well I know I'll be going to grab that free (laughs) meal plan and probably joining your meal subscription as well um if people want to follow you on instagram where can they find you there sure it's veritas meal prep on instagram Perfect. And the link for her website and her Instagram and all that stuff will be in our show notes. So you can just go click on that if you're listening to this um, on a podcasting platform. Um, Otherwise, that's www.veritas-fitness.com and Veritas Meal Prep on Instagram if you're not in a place where you can click really fast. So um, Kim, thank you so much for being here today. I know my mind was just filled with so much in, not not like knowledge and inspiration and I'm like feeling ready to go, you know, shopping and meal prepping. So, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all this wisdom with everybody. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me, Marie. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Catholic Woman Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we look forward to catching you again in the next episode of the Catholic Woman Podcast.